Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Instant Reaction Podcast, HawkeyeNation.com on a uh, miserable day here in the state of Iowa. And not just because of the rain, but because of that game, man. A game that um, I, not even a mother could love. Not even a, uh, a Hawkeye fan that's been fed defense and special teams and inept offense for, you know, big portions of the last two decades could love. What a terrible game from the Hawkeyes offense. Uh, Bad loss to Iowa State at home. It ends the streak. It ends a whole bunch of things. Um, It really, (laughs) in some ways, ends all hope uh, for a season in which you just wonder how an offense can pull out of the, the depths that it has sunk into. And kind of what the questions now, there there are no good questions. All of the questions go to bad places. Um, excuse me as I have had a couple of beers and I'm going to continue having some beers. And uh, use this evening to try to drown my sorrows a little bit for this Iowa Hawkeye team and certainly this offense. An offense that was able to score on a 16-yard drive to start the game and unable to score again. 12-21 was how much time was left in the first quarter when Iowa punched the ball in. LaShawn Williams with a 9-yard touchdown run. That was after a quick 3-and-out and then a blocked punt for the Hawkeyes. And for a long time, it felt like that score was going to hold up. For a long time, it felt like it was going to be enough and that despite all of this, despite despite sticking with Spencer Petrus when all logic said to not do that, uh, it still kind of felt like I was going to find a way to pull this one out. And it certainly felt like that when Monty Potabom crossed the goal line with the ball in his hands. Now, that's not the way the... Referee saw it, and the replay was apparently unable to overturn that call, and that led Iowa State on a drive that you can simply tip your cap to. It's the type of drive that Iowa makes you put up 
to beat them. And we've seen it over and over again. We've seen it, you know, most famously probably in the 2015 Big Ten Championship against Michigan State. We've seen it against Penn State. We've seen it against other teams. And we saw it today against Iowa State. If you're able to dink and dunk all the way down the field, if you're able to put together a 12-minute, 99-yard drive, however many plays that was, and, and convert the... The third downs, a 21-play, 99-yard, 11-minute, 49-second drive to convert the short third downs to you know just inch the ball forward. If you're able to go all the way down the field methodically and not make the mistake and not get caught in the third and long, then that's how you beat this Iowa defense. And especially if you've worn them out up until that point, especially if you've put if if their offense, if Iowa has put the entire game on the defense. And that's what Iowa State did. And credit to them, credit to Hunter Deckers, credit to, you know, Matt Campbell and, and all of them for doing what they needed to do. Did they get some help from the refs on that drive? I would say, yeah. I mean, I think even having the ball, I think it should have been 14-3 to Iowa, and then that pretty much puts the game away, but it wasn't. Uh, the crazy late hit call um, on Cooper DeGene when Hunter Deckers was still in bounds, that's wild. It ultimately looked like the touchdown play was a clean play, but there was definitely some contact there. Um, And, again, Iowa State just made the plays when you needed to make the plays, and Iowa was unable to. Of course, the Hawkeyes were able to get into field goal range or close to field goal range late in the game, but to try to put a a young kicker in that position in that weather, you just didn't need to put him in that position. And does anybody think Iowa was going to win that game in overtime? Probably not. This offense is putrid. It's terrible. Um, It feels almost unfixable, at least within the span of a season. And change has to be made. I'm not ready to call for Kerr Ferentz's job, but this loss falls on him. Rightfully so. Brian Ferentz, you know, again, he knows more about football than I do, but the, the results speak for themselves. His offenses are not good. Spencer Peters can't lead this team to wins. He can't. And, you know, all of the good things that everybody says about him are certainly true. And... Seems like a good dude and a good leader, and a you know he was the first one out of the locker room to answer questions tonight, and good for him, good on him. It's not his fault. It's not his fault. It's the program's fault. It's the coach's fault for putting him in that position. He should not have played the entire game today. He probably shouldn't have even started the game, but he did. And. Of course, I think he'll start next week against Nevada. Now, Kirk Ferentz has said in the postgame they haven't made a decision on that yet. Um, but I feel foolish to even think that that there was a chance that they would have gone with Padilla today. And I certainly don't think that's going to be the case next Saturday. And then what that means is that you're not going to blow out Nevada next Saturday night under the lights at Kinnick Stadium. That's going to be a four-quarter game, unless you're defense. It did, unless the defense does what it did to like Maryland last year and just you know has a couple pick sixes, puts Iowa's offense you know in great position to score. 
then you know, then maybe you get a blowout win. But short of that, this offense isn't blowing anybody out. Nobody. They can't move the ball. They're unwilling to, uh, you know, anyway, it's, <laughs> it's just, it's unfathomable. It's unjustifiable how bad they've become. You have a great defense. You have really good special teams. You blocked two punts and forced three turnovers and you scored seven points. It's unacceptable. It can't happen. And there's no easy way out of it. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Spencer Petrus was 12 of 26 for 92 yards, an average of three and a half yards per completion. He had one interception and a fumble. Hunter Decker's on the other side, 25 of 38, 184 yards, a touchdown and two interceptions, enough to win the game. Jerome Brock had 100 yards for the Cyclones. LaShawn Williams had 34 yards rushing for Iowa. Caleb Johnson, four carries, 13 yards. Gavin Williams, two carries, 10 yards. Iowa rushed for 58 yards. 58 yards at home. Their offense was worse this week than they were last week. Worse. Now, the competition stepped up, so I guess that's what you would expect. But, my God, I spent all week, a lot of people spent all week saying that there's no way this offense gets worse. It's got to be better. It's got to get better. It didn't get better. Receiving, Sam Laporta had eight catches. Luke Lachey had two catches. There were 12 completions. Ten of those were to tight ends. Alec Wick had one catch for 14 yards. Arlen Bruce had one catch for nine yards. Had Arlen Bruce not fallen down, Iowa wins this game. There's a lot of things. So, yeah, before I even make that statement, there are a lot of things like that. In a one-possession game, like Iowa has a lot of, you lose by three. There are a lot of moments. There are a lot of things. If Monty Pottybaum doesn't apparently fumble, if they don't call that play against Cooper DeGene, if Arlen Bruce doesn't fall down, Yada, yada, yada. There are a lot of things. None of this loss does not fall on any of them and any of those players on any of those plays. It doesn't fall on the refs. It doesn't fall on anybody except Kirk Ferentz and this coaching staff and their stubbornness to make a change. Um, I mean, these stats are just horrendous. They're awful. Awful. Just go right to the team stats. Iowa had 11 first downs. Iowa State had 21. 3 of 11 on third down was Iowa. And 0 of 1 on fourth. 150 total yards. And again, if you win like this, it's one thing. You can hold off the haters. You can hold off the doubters. You can 
stand tall and be stubborn. And if you win these games, then, you know, that's that speaks for itself. When you lose, it all comes crumbling down. And it doesn't feel like you lost one game today. It feels like the season is lost. Now, that may not be the case. That may be an overreaction. This is an instant reaction podcast. I'm emotional. You're probably emotional. It may ultimately not bear out that this offense is so bad that it tanks the entire season. But that's how it feels through two games. And again, when you lose, all of those blemishes aren't glossed over anymore. And now it doesn't feel like, oh, it's kind of cute. Look at these fun stats. Iowa wins games like this. It's Iowa's offense has a problem. And not a little problem and not seemingly a real fixable problem. 58 yards rushing, 2.3 yards per carry. Four penalties on Iowa for 25 yards. That That's higher than normal three turnovers is obviously higher than normal Iowa State had the ball as long as Iowa did Iowa's defense did everything you could ever hope they would do Cooper DeGene was great 11 tackles 6 solo the interception Terry Roberts with a great interception as well he felt like he could have gone six there. If he does, you win the game. Um, Tory Taylor wasn't great, but was just fine. Was as good as you could hope for. Aaron Blom got put in a really bad spot there at the end of the game in driving rain to try to kick a near 50-yard field goal to tie a game that you had no business even being in. There is nothing else to say other than the offense is putrid. And it doesn't feel like it's fixable, even with a change of quarterback, even with Keegan Johnson coming back, hopefully, even with Gavin, you know, if you get all of the things, if you get Keegan Johnson back, Nico Regani back, a, a healthy Gavin Williams, an offensive line that certainly looked a little better today. Even if you get all those things back, even if you move to Alex Padilla, it doesn't feel like this offense is salvageable. You're still going to win games because of how good that defense is, because of how solid your special teams are. Lucas Van Ness with two blocked punts. I mean, my God. It's incredible. You're going to win games because of that. But you're going to lose games that you should win because your offense can't move the ball, can't score points. And that's the story of the game. There is there is nothing else. How good Iowa State played doesn't matter. How the refs did doesn't matter. How good the defense and special teams played doesn't matter. This game comes down to the offense is awful. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, Determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. One and one on the season. The first loss uh, to Iowa State and 
seven years feels bad and feels awful. It does. Tip your cap to Iowa State. They deserve to win that game. Iowa certainly didn't deserve to win that game. We got what we deserved in that one. And now you start to look at the schedule in kind of a whole different light. I mean, Nevada, you feel good about winning that game. But again, you don't trust your offense to do anything. So you don't feel like that's going to be a blowout. You feel like that's probably going to be a four-quarter game. Does does Alex Padilla get to start next week? I mean, I don't know how he doesn't. But, you know, I'm in the Hawk Central from Des Moines Register uh, text group from Chad Lystico. I'm glad I am. I'm a subscriber to theirs. Get great information. I'm, I'm friends with those guys. And at, at one point near the half, Chad texted the group that, you know, you have to see Alex Padilla at this point. And, I mean, honestly, it made me laugh because it was like, Chad, you know better than that. We all know better than that. We all know better than that. So you go to Rutgers. I mean, here's the thing. You're going to win some of these games. You're going to lose some of these games. They're all going to be close games because of how good your defense and special teams are and how bad your offense is. So to even try to go through the schedule and WNL it kind of feels like a fool's errand at this point. It's a coin flip every game. Is your defense and special teams enough to cover up your putrid offense? It's a coin flip. So will I will win any of the next 10 games? Uh, flip a coin 10 times. That's how many they'll win. How many times does it come up heads? Uh, matchups at this point don't even matter because it you can't move the ball. You can't score points with your offense. So some games... You'll get lucky. You'll catch the breaks. Your defense will make big enough plays. Your special teams will make big enough plays that you'll win. Some games, they won't, and you'll lose. I think there's just as good of a chance of losing at Rutgers as there is of winning against Michigan, right? Like, I mean, it's it's a coin flip. Ohio State's going to kick the absolute dog crap out of us. The Purdue game could get uglier because it's going to be Charlie Jones doing it to us. The Big Ten West is not great. Wisconsin lost today. Minnesota, I mean, Northwestern lost today. Minnesota looks like the the team to beat. Purdue already has a loss. It's grim, man. It's grim. And I'm sorry that you had to witness that. And I'm sorry that you're going to have to deal with the noise, the talk, the chatter, the uncertainty. There's not much to feel good about right now in the Iowa football program. Maybe I'll feel better in 48 hours. I'll, I'll be back with you on Monday to talk about the this and, and look ahead. And maybe I'll feel better. But as, as of now, this is the instant reaction. And the instant reaction is, uh-oh. Uh-oh. I talked with Trent Condon on Thursday on the Hawkeye Nation radio show. And he made a uh, comparison to the end of the Hayden Fry era. Uh oh. Anyway, lick your wounds. Hey, I'd rather be a Hawkeye who lost than a Cyclone who won any day. Thank you for listening. And go, Hawks. <laughs> <laughs>